0: what's up everybody this is jerry ferrara and you are listening to the oh yeah oh yeah podcast
1: yo keep me on hold longer
0: i oh, sorry i actually have to work nowadays
1: Glad you finally admit the last five years of your life were all fantasy provided by me. What's up, aren't I seeing you in a few minutes? I'm not gonna make it, I just wanted to assure you, as I did Vince, Aaron Cohen knows what's what. Trust him, listen to him, this is serious business. No, I understand. Call me right after. I will. I gotta go. What the hell's going on? Huh? What the? Don't worry Mr. Gold, he's not dead. I felt for a Everyone get out of here!
2: Welcome back, everybody, to Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage Podcast. I am your host, Jr. Hitty coming to you from Palm Springs, California. Happy Thanksgiving week to all of the listeners everywhere. I guess only to the listeners in the U.S. I know we have some in the U.K. and Australia. Regardless, hope everyone's holiday season is getting ticked off the right way. Super fun episode this week. Got my old friend John Duda back on the pod. I've had him on two other times back in seasons two and four. Uh, he and I used to write for post-grad problems. He's an incredible mind. He just, the way he thinks about things, the way he looks at the world, it's great. We know each other really, really well, so a lot of times in this episode you'll hear us, like, finish each other's sentences and say the same thing at the same time. We do definitely go off tangent somewhere in the middle of this episode, and we don't talk about the episode as much, but we talked about Entourage as a whole. Which is always fun to do, because sometimes when I do these episodes, getting really, really in the weeds over the particulars of an episode it's a little strange because it's not the way that it was meant to be viewed. We should be Bator normally scheduled programming with an episode coming out the Monday after Thanksgiving and running all the way through the end of the year. I will keep you guys posted if that changes. Thank you again to everyone who's reached out, everyone who's been listening, everyone who's been supporting the podcast. This has been a lot of fun, and we're going to keep this train rolling. Follow all the social accounts at Oh Pod, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and if you feel so inclined, leave us a five-star review. You know, if you're liking what you're hearing, if you're liking that the show's back, leave it just, you know, to help us out. Help us in the algorithm. Help us with our rankings, all that bullshit. Have a happy Thanksgiving to all of the American listeners, and I will talk to you guys next Monday. <laughs> My guest this week was our guest back in Season 2 for the finale of The Abyss and Season 3 for The Prince's Bride. He's the former host of the popular podcast Internet Party. I've brought him out of podcasting retirement John Duda, welcome back to the Entourage Podcast. Thanks for having me, Hickey. <laughs> How are you, man? You moved to the Midwest. You just got married. Things are good for you. We were just uh, catching up offline. It's been, it's, been, it's been a while.
3: I am excellent, man. Um, I haven't potted in uh, months. So if I'm a little rusty, please forgive me. But uh, excited to be here. It's a Monday night.
2: Feel good. It's almost like you if it was spat in two thousand and nine, it's like you watched the episode of Entourage on Sunday night and you're talking about it with your friends on Monday. That's the yeah, So I was uh
3: I was looking at the date of the release and I think we'll get into this, but um yeah. I was a freshman in college at the Ooh. time of this episode. So this is this is uh pre Vinny's total breakdown.
2: Yep, one season. We're a season away. Well, I, I'm sure you've talked about this off pod, but
3: um, that episode where they use the LaRue drop going in for the kill, the end of that episode, fire.
2: <laughs> oh, the music, the needle drop.
3: Yeah, like right at the end of that episode where he gets into a fight with Eminem, I think. Oh, it's, it's
2: incredible, yep. Passed out next to the pool. Beautiful, beautiful episode. <laughs> we'll get to it. Maybe I'll have you back for that episode. We have about eight or ten left if you know if i didn't make it <laughs> it's been fucking 85 of these at this point it's uh my head's spinning a little bit it's, it's good to have you back man we're doing episode eight of season six the sorkin notes yeah so you were saying august 30th 2009 this episode aired so you'd have been going into your freshman year of college or you will have joined into your sophomore year of college no this
3: would this would have been my freshman year
2: Okay, so you would have like just found out your dorm mates, yeah, super and excited going to University of Michigan.
3: No, I did not go to the University. Sorry, of Michigan. I'm sorry, too, my, my too dumb for that school. <laughs> um, but I didn't have HBO in the dorm room, so when I left my parents' house, I think I was probably, I was more into like Jersey Shore at that point, like sure. pre-gaming well, to cool. Jersey Shore. But whenever I would go home, I would I would catch up on anything that I missed on HBO.
2: Yeah, using the parents' login or using the parents' uh, yeah, on-demand. I,
3: I don't think um, you could watch HBO on your laptop in 2009.
2: I'm a little older than you. I was a junior when this season debuted. And I remember thinking to myself, man, this is a really good season. But it sure is different than the show I remember. And just kind of having this feeling of like, will this show ever come back to what a I- I thought it used to be and uh
3: like a fun loving yeah jokey show. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I like that it devolves a little bit into some darker stuff.
2: And this season, which obviously we're covering and we're almost three quarters of the way through, this is a fun experimental season where like Vince is on Easy Street and it's all about the guys and what they're going through. The last two seasons have been about how Vince is struggling. So it's a nice departure and I think it works really well. I think the last episode of this season, which we're three or four weeks away from when it's like the matt damon charity thing and e proposing to sloan that's all really good stuff it's the seasons after this that people don't remember super fondly so i'm gonna have to figure something out for those it's people
3: don't like the seasons where vinny is like a drunk and a drug addict
2: yeah suddenly
3: (laughs) that that was the that was my favorite part of this the show no
2: way. Don't do it. Are you doing a hot take to do it right now? No,
3: no, that's not even a hot take. I just like a little adversity.
2: Sure. I think that's the point of the seasons. I just don't think it was handled very well. All of a sudden, these, this guy's been an A-list movie star for, at this point, eight years or something like that. And all of a sudden, he becomes hmm. addicted to cocaine. I kind, right I kind of disagree
3: with him. everything you're saying.
2: <laughs> I love it, dude. you just want because it does it I thought it came so far out of left field that was my whole problem
3: maybe maybe it did come out of left field but just um I love seeing characters like going to a a spiral
2: and you know what that's totally fair it's a nice literary choice it makes it makes the character development really good absolutely I just think overall when we talked about season seven it's a lot of focus on Vince's like out of control relationship with a porn star and then Mm -hmm. sadly a lot on turtle and turtle growing this avion thing and suddenly turtle becoming this modal turtle had always been like a fun loving side character mm-hmm. who had always kind of deferred to drama and Vince and he becomes like the second main character in that season. It just gets a little weird. That's a little off tone.
3: I think I'd, I'd agree that the the tequila stuff was a little out of left field and yep. I, I wasn't as invested in that.
2: Totally. And I think that's, that's what we're talking about here. I'm going to need to figure out a way to talk about this positively for 12 episodes. This Let's
3: episode see. is kind of, um, I think they call it like a bottleneck.
2: Bottle episode.
3: Uh, yeah, it's it's just like a one-off. Like, it it doesn't really feel like it's that relevant to an overarching plot in the rest of the season.
2: <laughs> you know what? Uh, it's, it's part of, it's the second of three episodes around this plot where they get broken into like their, uh, their house gets broken into and their underwear gets stolen. And they think that Vince has a stalker. And next week you find out spoiler alert for anyone who maybe hasn't seen it in a long time. You find out that like the whole reason they're doing the security thing is because like some sorority girls from turtles school broke in to steal Vince's underwear. And you're like, what? That's what that all was. And it becomes this weird side departure from the normal, just like, Let's just have the guys hanging out in LA, like getting, getting oh, in yeah. trouble. You know yeah. What I mean? Yeah, exactly. So
3: yeah, I liked, um, I think it was Kate Mara in the first like 10 seconds of the show. I forgot she oh, was yeah. in this.
2: Let's, uh, let's put a pin in it. Cause I want to talk more about Kate Mara. Okay. Let's, let's talk about on this date, August 30th, 2009, a couple months later, because nothing ever happens in, in August. And I'm realizing when I do this like almanac thing, a couple months later, this is very relevant for this week's episode because we're talking about Aaron Sorkin. You're a bit Aaron Sorkin I know you like West Wing. The first teaser trailer for the film, the social network was released. Oh. Do you remember this trailer? Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. I remember it. Trent Reznor did the soundtrack mm-hmm. and that movie was the biggest thing of, of the fall. I I, I went and saw that with um, like a bunch of people from, from my dorm room actually. And it was a really good... Ex- I mean, that movie is just incredible.
2: It, it really is. So this full-length theatrical trailer... The full-length trailer didn't debut till the following summer, but around this time, you know, winter of 2009, we had a teaser trailer, and that full-length trailer plays an edited version of the song Creep, originally by Radiohead, and it's covered by a Belgian choir group.
3: I think it was it's tra- Skala and Kalachny Brothers. looked at you. You think?
2: Or <laughs> are you looking at your notes? No, uh, I'm not. I'm not. No I, fucking way. I have
3: that... I have that whole album downloaded on iTunes Holy somewhere, shit. and um, that's
2: an incredible pull.
3: That was a big movie for me. Like that, I I started really watching movies um, after that. Time. Yeah, like I started really get into them.
2: This trailer was featured in the Film Informant's Perfect Ten Trailers of All Time. So that you know, this this film magazine deserves it one of the ten. But it's the first. 90 seconds of the trailer is just people's profiles, Mm -hmm. people's Facebook, random people. And then you cut to like Jesse Eisenberg and Andrew Garfield going at it. I think some people, I think people know this, but my wife works for that tech company that's not doing so well right now. So we went to Boston two years ago. She'd never been to Boston. We're driving from Boston to Vermont. So we're going up through Harvard. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we should stop at the Kirkland house. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because they pay our fucking health insurance. Like- a guy started a thing in a dorm room and now you have a job and we stopped and it was
3: probably mobbed with like fans
2: no it was it was it was freshman move-in day so there were moving trucks and kids going in and out and then there's you know we're in our 30s <laughs> like, yeah. there's her and i just kind of walking around I mean, you couldn't go in there was too much security but like taking some photos like creeps yeah i i um
3: i wish i had gone to an ivy league school that would have been cool <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs> me too before we get into the categories here's my question what is John Duda's favorite piece of Aaron Sorkin work whether it's film or television
3: it's hard to say man because um, I think some of his scripts are like so over the top ridiculous and you know they have that that cadence that they talk with yep. where people are talking like rapid fire back and forth people don't talk like that Correct. Um, in real life but and you can say what you want about like the newsroom. That show was kind of brutal in yep. spots. Um, my favorite Aaron Sorkin script. I'll
2: throw a couple out. A Few Good Men, The American President, Social Network, obviously Moneyball. I, I would,
3: I would probably say Social Network. Um, yep. And I was gonna, I was gonna say Zodiac, but he didn't do that.
2: No, he didn't. Zodiac is a fucking banger of a movie. He
3: just, he collabs with Fincher quite a bit, right? I I think he did Gone Girl as well.
2: I think he, like, so he, like, he only, he didn't officially write Gone Girl, but he, like, has definitely gone, come in for rewrites for a lot of famous scripts.
3: I'm, I'm going West Wing. It's, it's a boring choice, but, um, (laughs) that show is flame.
2: We'll talk more about Sorkin, his body work. I would say for me, it's tough. Like, social network, big, big impact on me as a young man. But I, the one I return to the most is probably Moneyball. I love oh, yeah. the idea of Moneyball and how much it changed sports. I read the book. It's based on... I um, hate
3: baseball, but I love Moneyball.
2: That, but that's the thing. My wife doesn't like baseball, but loves Moneyball, too, because it's not a movie about baseball. It's a movie about, like, two guys changing baseball. And it's interesting how well Sorkin adapted a book that's about Analytics. It's a super boring read, dude. It's like just yeah, it's about math. stats and numbers, and it's pe- it's packed with charts and shit. And he made it into a really compelling movie that garnered a ton of Academy Award attention. So
3: another, I I feel like he's fallen off a little bit. Am I am I wrong for saying that?
2: I mean, the Trial of Chicago Seven and Being the Ricardos, the last two things he both wrote and directed, which we'll get to. Those both got a ton of I didn't Academy Award. I didn't like, see the attention. Ricardos.
3: I heard it was god awful.
2: I, I walked in on my wife watching it, and I was I, I noped out of there. I was like, this is fine. I, I'm all right. The
3: Trial of Chicago 7 was good. Molly's yep, Game yep. was good, too.
2: Molly's Game is super underrated. Yeah. Like, I just under, like, a great plane movie. I don't know if he directed that one. I know he wrote it. He did. And we'll get into this, because he says in this episode to Andrew Klein, I don't want to direct. And that's right. all he's been doing since 2017. So, a little pressure. Okay. Quick recap of this week's episode of Entourage. Before we start, we haven't even gotten to the tab doors yet, but this is all good. This is why I love having you on. Eric cuts short a call from Sloan, who wants to make sure E's not angry with her. He then runs off to meet with Vince and the Israeli security team. Vince and the guys wonder if the Fort Knox treatment is really necessary. Back at Miller Gold, Ari finds Andrew passed out on his office couch because Marlo ticked him out and blocked his credit cards. Barbara Miller wants Andrew fired if he doesn't sign Aaron Sorkin by the end of the day. Sloan then invites Eric for a friendly drink, and even though she admits that she's seen someone, he agrees. When Marlo won't let Andrew back in the house to get his Sorkin notes, and then lights them on fire, Andrew drives his car through the front window And ends up in jail Eric then gets a call from Ashley Just as he's meeting Sloan And ditches drinks with Sloan Ditches You got it Ditches drinks with Sloan Yeah Telling her he doesn't want to mess things up With a girl he kinda likes When Sloan is sending such mixed signals Holy fuck dude Ari mates Andrew pitch Sorton from jail, and when Andrew breaks down, Sorton takes pity on him and agrees to sign with them, much to Ari's surprise. E mates up with Ashley, and meanwhile, the security team finds a driver's license and Vince's pouch cushions. Has his stalker been found? Question <laughs> mark. Duda, what was your favorite moment from this week's episode of Entourage?
3: Well, I, I have to go back to the beginning to shout out Kate Mara, because I love her. <laughs> the best. I Three. love I love both the Maras. Rooney is probably my my first, but in the opening scene eric is dressed like johnny sins <laughs> um some of the listenership should know
2: i think i think most of most of this all-male listeners. he's dressed like
3: a scene where you know johnny sins is a boss and a co is coming in uh for like an after hours meeting to maybe get sure. reprimanded and then sure. you know maybe she has to to do something to, to curry favor get out yeah. of that bind um he's dressed literally like johnny sins
2: <laughs> that like sateen shirt oh like it's that. awful i used to my my co i used to call it balloon wear you look like you're the color of a balloon like you just it's like that, that weird dark red i completely yeah
3: yeah i i don't think um that like satin dress shirt is coming back anytime soon but who knows
2: as a young sales associate in chicago back in 2010 and 11 so just a year or two after i might have had a five pack of these guys yeah. you know and you tj pro- maxx yeah
3: <laughs> probably had like some some black satin ties as well oh, yeah
2: oh brutal yeah it was bad if i had to go back and shoot that version of me I'd i think
3: of so my favorite part of the episode though sorry i'm off i'm off track you're here, good no you're good i love it is is definitely gonna be when gary cole uh goes back to his house to with his <laughs> wife because that was just like
2: a great fight scene. Yeah. You don't know what he's going to do, right? He's going to run her over. That might be too dark for entourage. Like, nope. He's just going inside and get his notes, but going in through the front. Ruins the house. <laughs> I mean, totally unhinged, if you think about it. Like, the, the decision-making behind that. You just you just bought uh, a house. A, like, like,
3: $5 million house.
2: Yeah. I, if something breaks in my house, it ruins my day. If, like, a door is, like, off its hinge or, like, something squeaking, it's the worst. Oh, so. I don't...
3: I'm not a, a handyman at all, so, so. I have... Uh, like panic attacks when something goes wrong here.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's good, and like you know, the word deserves it. She pushes him to the edge. She says some horrible shit to him. Not you know, obviously he cheated on her. So like, but like burning the notes that she knows he needs for this meeting is like, it's it's it's
3: vicious. And uh, I I can tell you my favorite quote now if you want.
2: Do it. I, I know what it is. But I'd, yeah. I'd
3: fuck Hamas before I fuck you again.
2: That's <laughs> that is the quote of the episode easily. M- Marlo Klein, played by Jamie Gertz. Uh, due to you haven't been listening, but all the listeners know this. That actress, part owner of the Atlanta Hawks, with her husband. She doesn't even need to be doing this. She just does it for fun.
3: Did she did she marry into that, or is it her money?
2: I think it's I think it's joint. I don't think she married into it. To be honest with you, and that's uh that's even more commendable. To be honest
3: with well, you. Well, shout out to Gary Cole too, who is yep. a, a classic character actor. Um, he's great in Veep. If Yep. If the listeners haven't seen that show, it's um, just
2: phenomenal. As like, a- I mean, everyone knows him for, as Lumbergh from Office Space, too. That was my first introduction to him, too. Yeah, he's just, he's been around. hundred percent. And he's still around, dude. He's still doing stuff. Like, he's he's just been working nonstop for 30, 40 years.
1: Hey, Ari. Where are you? I, I'm at my house. Why? When you have a meeting with Aaron Sorkin in 10 minutes?
4: Because I'm trying to get my nose for the meeting, but Marlo won't give them to me!
1: You trying have tattooed him on- you left me in, Marlon! Fuck you! Whatever's in this house is now mine! Andrew! Come back to the office. Not without my notes, Ari! I can't do this meeting without them! That's because you are a loser! You're not smart, you're not funny, and you can't fuck for shit! Do <sighs> You hear this, Ari? She's unreasonable! Andrew, hear this. Focus on it. This is the most important meeting of your entire life. I have stuck my neck out for you over and over and over, but if this does not go well, you are done here. Do what? You're gonna fire me? Barbara is. Oh, wow, that's great. That's just great. You hear that, Marlo? Ari's gonna fire me. Oh, and why should I care? Because even if we don't get back together, you, you need me to make money. Get back together! I'd fuck a mouse before I would fuck you again. And you need to make money, my friend, because I'm gonna take all you have. You open a goddamn door, Marlo. Andrew. You need to get in your car and drive back here right now. Not
4: without my notes, Ari. I have worked on them for a
1: month, and it's the key to me signing Sorkin. You don't need your notes. You need to walk over to your car, get in, and drive here right now. If you do that, I promise you will be okay. Okay, fine.
4: She is such a bitch, Ari.
1: She asked me to come back, and I did. I know.
4: I did everything I could.
1: You're gonna be
4: okay. Goddamn bitch.
1: You want your notes, motherfucker? Here they are! Don't you dare burn my Sorka notes! And... What are you think of that, you piece of shit? She's
4: burning my Sorka notes.
1: Andrew, Andrew, Andrew! My
2: favorite moment is with him and Ari and Aaron Sorkin in the prison. It's it's a great performance by him. You don't expect it to go the way it does, but at the same time, if you think about how television works, you're like, well, he's not going to visit him in jail to say no to him. But yeah. it it made me laugh out loud when after Sorkin agrees, all right, we'll give it a shot. But if he ever calls me, I'm gone. When Klein puts his hand up to the glass, like that was funny. He and Ari are lovers. It's funny, it made me laugh. You weren't expecting it. Yeah. And you kinda you kinda expect Ari to give him like a fuck you, but they're 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 kinda like weirdly together in that moment. Touching they they nice
3: wrapped time. the the episode up really nicely at the end with with the glass touching and yep. like Sorkin walking into a jail is just funny in it, in and of itself.
2: And he's like looking around, you can tell he's like kind of writing in his head, like that type of thing. Well, he's got,
3: he's got a phenomenal head of hair.
2: Yeah, he really looks great. Yeah,
3: he looks good in that, that episode.
2: 2009, you know, he's supposed to have been sober at this point, so yeah.
1: Aaron, you didn't, you didn't really need to come down here. Tell you, Andrew, I was so eager to hear your ideas, I would have gone anywhere. Go ahead, Andrew, give them to him. Give them to him. Uh,
4: look, Aaron, you, um, you write, you, uh, you produce, um, in TV and in film, but, um, I, I, uh, I, I think it's time to, uh,
1: to conquer that last frontier, directing. I don't want to direct. I'm a writer. I, I like writing, so uh, I could have directed he, it years ago if well, I he, wanted to, he, but the, he has more, actually. You, you have more. Right, Andrew? Uh,
4: act as if you have faith, and faith shall be given to you. Jesus, that's pathetic. pathetic. He's quoting nope. me. It's the West Wing, the assassination episode. Uh, I had a lot more of your quotes written down. And I had a lot of uh, amazing ideas, brilliant ideas. But I couldn't get into my house. My wife wouldn't let me get them. I blew that chance. I blew my marriage, and if I blow this with you, I've blown my career, too. I'm sorry, Aaron. I drove into my own house for you, Aaron, my own underinsured, overpriced, Beverly Hills motherfucking home. I took my car, and I put it in gear, and I drove right into my own goddamn living room. For you. (laughs) Who else would do that? (laughs) I had a rough divorce, too. I get it. We'll give it a shot. Really? Yeah, but if he ever calls me, I'm gone.
3: And then the, um... The Hamas agent, the lead guy, he is like another classic character actor that you just like, no, you don't know his name, but yeah, he's in everything is like an evil Russian or
2: oh, yeah, yeah, and he's Swedish. So, that so every week we talk about our faces in the crowd. So, it's just like the guy who you see and you're like, where do I know this guy from? That's Swedish actor Peter Stormer. His real name, Duda, is Rolf Peter Storm like s-t-o-r-m very swedish go with rolf storm what are you doing i I get you it might be harder to book things but that is a fucking that's a evil henchman he
3: he might have like gotten to hollywood and somebody told him like this sounds too fake like you you (laughs) gotta change it this this is too ridiculous
2: First appeared in Fardo. He played John Abruzzi in the television series Prison Break and then Lost World, Jurassic Park. Ben Lebowski, Armageddon. He plays the Russian.
3: Yes, that's why I thought he was Russian. I was going to ask you, I thought he might be in Lord of War, but Armageddon is where I'm getting the Russian yep. The yep. Russian thing from.
2: Minority Report, Talkers, Bad Boys 2, 22 Jump Street. He plays like the lead of the drug dealers and then... He's voiced a bunch of characters in the Destiny video games. So yeah, he's type, he's
3: typecast, but that's okay.
2: I think it's funny the character's name in this, whether well, you know he's like the head security for Vince, it's Aaron Cohen. I guess it's a uh, you know, uh, I'll I'll dance around this, like an Israeli like name, but it's Aaron Cohen in the Aaron Sorten episode. And like, I don't know, it's just funny. Like you like, what why you couldn't have picked any other first name? we got two Aaron's in this.
3: Well, he's he's
4: kind of a minor character, so hey I'm Aaron Cohn. Eric Murphy, come on in. Hey, Vince. How you doing? Uh, great, considering I'm surrounded by people who are making me more and more paranoid each day. Well, nobody should make you paranoid. Now, who are they? I'm Turtle. I'm safe. I'll be the judge of that. Hi, Aaron. I'm aware. I'm sure you're aware. I'm Johnny Chase. So you use no alarm system
0: at all? Just our trusty attack dog.
4: Well, we better reinforce the windows. Uh, with what? Steel frame around the edges, bulletproof glass. I don't want anything coming through these. Nothing gets in, nothing gets out.
0: What if there's a fire?
4: Get a hose. Vince, guess what we're gonna do? We're gonna turn this house into Fort Knox. Armored windows, high-res cameras, and around-the-clock VIP protection from the finest trained predators on God's planet.
3: Is all this really necessary?
4: Is it really necessary to waste my time with stupid questions? That's not nice. Is that nice? I'm talking a real multi-layered security system. We have a specific threat. We have an individual who's already crossed the line. You'll have three to five men stationed here in the house, and two will follow you wherever you go. How much is this going to cost? I take a $100,000 retainer and then I'll put together the budget for getting your full system put in place. Jesus. Wow. I saw at least 600 grand sitting in your driveway. You tell me what's worth more, your cars or your head.
2: What was your favorite bros being bros moment? I don't know if we had this category when I had you on a couple years ago. It's basically just like male friendship. Male. Friendship. Yeah,
3: I, I would say it's probably the very short scene when they're, it's Johnny and uh, Turtle and they're like, Practicing with the, <laughs> yeah,
2: with the too. agents, <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, me
2: too. The training, the security training, let exercise and and drama is taking it super seriously. And yeah. Everyone else it,
3: well, it was of course ruined by E bitching about
4: his love life. Oh,
2: God, we'll get to that. Let's run it again. I need to shave five
4: seconds. <sighs> oh.
0: Oh. 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 <laughs> How was that? Did I seem like I was in real jeopardy? I thought you were a little over the top. Maybe you should play Vince next time. Drama, you're flesh and blood. It makes it more realistic. Well,
4: not really. Reset, drama. I think I'm going to sit this one out. Pussy! I need a visiting girlfriend this time. Turtle? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on, Vin. I'd really hate to be unprepared. Let's go, bitch.
0: Yo, turtle, let me get that camera. Yo, E, no. (laughs) I've got your room
4: wired. You can watch it downstairs on the monitors.
0: Come on, let's go. Enjoy. Turtle?
2: Yeah, drama.
4: Tell me a story.
2: That whole scene reminds me of like, um, you ever done like a corporate retreat or like some sort of team building thing with like yeah. coworkers where like everyone's like, nobody's into it except there's one guy who's taking it way too seriously. Of know, course. Think, Come on. Of course. <laughs> uh, perfect transition. Your least favorite moment from this week's episode. Probably
3: the, the two scenes where E is talking on the phone with Sloane. <laughs> Um, their conversations just feel just fake and yeah. like strained and just not very natural. Um, she's like, Yeah, so let's meet for a drink at so and so hotel at this time. And I'm like, Nobody
2: makes plans like nobody that. Nobody
3: makes plans like that. Yep. But of course, there's this is an overarching issue in a lot of shows, actually. Um, nobody can figure out how to like show text messages between two people mm-hmm. i've read like articles about this how it's like hard to no one can figure out how to do it
2: it's a hard it's a difficult plot device but it's such a ubiquitous part of all of our lives at this point and yeah. Like, yeah no and, one's nailed it you know to
3: agree. their to their credit um people were on the phone a lot more yeah. talking than than they were texting uh in 2009
2: although sloan having like a reservation made already strikes me as like her personality type you know i don't know about you but like my wife's this type way she's like hey let's go to dinner on friday i'm like great she said i already got a reservation we booked it for seven i'm like oh okay awesome you took all the work out of it thank you (laughs) sloan sloan strikes me as that type of like well put together woman i mean she's
3: well i took it as um she was having that event at the hotel where she told Uh e to meet him or meet her (laughs) so i think she was just lazy
2: all on her terms yeah she's Let's be honest, she's attractive enough where she could get away with that shit. Like,
3: yeah, even by 2009 standards, the outfit was fantastic.
2: 1000%. We'll, we'll talk a little bit more as we get to it. Hello. Hey. Eric? Yeah. Hey. Hey. What's up? Just calling to say hi? Oh.
4: Hey.
0: Yeah, I'm sorry if I was a little rude earlier.
4: No. No.
0: No, I shouldn't have been.
4: Well, probably not. Why were you?
0: I don't know. And I never said thank you for helping me get the job. I'm loving the place so far, so thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Um, do you want to grab a drink later and you can tell me all about the new job? A drink? A friendly drink. I thought you didn't want to be friends anymore. Eric, that was weeks ago. We can have a drink. Are you seeing anyone? I said a friendly drink. I heard you. I was just curious if you were seeing anyone. I told you I was seeing someone. I am seeing someone. So you have a boyfriend
4: we haven't put a label on it
0: who is he look let's just meet for a drink and we can catch up on everything okay yeah sure how's um seven o'clock at the bazaar at the sls hotel sounds good okay perfect i'll see you then bye
2: okay that was your least favorite moment i think E getting back together with ashley who hasn't been in the last two episodes which has been really nice and the mm-hmm. scene where they're like rolling around on his bed at his house, that's easily my least favorite moment. Yeah, it's just that was cringe. bad. It was very cringe. She's like, I need my E fix. Oh. Like, oh, it sounds like yes. she needs yes. drugs. I wish she was the drug addict, and I wish she got E hooked on drugs. That, that,
3: that line was really bad. Oh, don't you
0: dare. Well, I have to get it. Why? Because it could be Vince. Vince is a big
1: boy. Come
4: on. I
0: need my Eric fix. Listen, Vince has his stalker, and something might have happened. Seriously? Yes. Yo, everything cool? Mmm. Yeah, totally. You still with Slum? <laughs> We're going a little stir
3: crazy. We're going to take Big Yoni out for some fun. How about Ashley's? <laughs> Ashley's, how?
2: <laughs>
0: she, she's great. We're great. Uh huh. Okay, have fun. I will. You are going to get me. <laughs> where was he? Ashley's.
4: Slum's. <laughs> Ashley's. Interesting.
2: I don't know. And then, like, the whole thing where he's like, like why is he getting out of the car at the hotel and why is he picking up knowing he's about to see Sloan in 3 seconds why is he, why is he picking up the phone just he's awkwardly avoiding sloane every single time this interaction happens it's it's not even comedic it's just like dude this is just bad decision making on your part you're being bad at this stop totally i think
3: um ashley kind of looks like the girl from eurotrip oh yeah michelle tractenberg it's not michelle Trachtenberg, but um she she's got similar features
2: i, I agree a little mousy mousy, like is, a little...
3: mousy is the word i was gonna
2: and, and everyone you know she's i'd say she's petite but she's just she's just you know she's little and i don't know it's just something about the two of them i don't like you
3: them and that's so when you are doing this show is the sentiment basically every episode that e is annoying and sucks
2: no, I think he has g- better episodes than others. And this season in particular, though, his awkward whininess has kind of pitched up a lot. Because it is like the B-plot to... It's the B-plot to Ari and Andrew's thing. They're falling out. Because Vince is on Easy Street. Drama up until last week's episode where he like gets kicked out of... Or where he basically chokes his boss... Turtles chilling. Like everyone's chilling, and so you get like a lot of e this season, and it's a little too much in my opinion. And what is what is
3: Vinny doing? Aquaman. Dude,
2: you're 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 a couple years off. Vince just got done doing Gatsby, and he's about to do Ferrari, but it got pushed like three months. The first episode of the season, they're like, uh, oh, shooting for Ferrari has been pushed three months. So figure out what to do." So literally, he's just chilling in his house. Okay.
3: Yeah, that that kind of tracks with like. What he's doing in the rest of the episode, which is just like yep. playing pool <laughs> and like yep. intervening and in, or being nosy about E's relationships.
2: Yeah, well that's, that's a good transition to the most entourage moment of this episode. So that can kind of mean whatever you think it means. But for me, it's them sitting around eating Sonic fast food playing video games and discussing E's relationship status with Sloan. You could take that and apply it to any episode, any season of Entourage, and it works. Sure. And that's why it's so Entourage to me. What have you got? The
3: most Entourage moment of the show. Yeah,
2: yeah whatever you, that means to you. and it can mean I mean,
3: whatever it I, I would think it's just like Ari getting Sorkin into the office and yeah. still somehow like after all of this shit with Gary Cole's character, like still getting this guy to sign with his agency.
2: There's a little bit of, and like during that scene when Marlo is screaming at Klein, Klein's trying to get into his house and Ari, it's like, they're all screaming at each other and it's like, Sorten will be here in five minutes. And it's just, it's pitched in a way where you're like, this is so fucking entourage. None of this needs to be this strange. None of this needs to be this dramatic, but somehow it all works out in the end as you know do it and that's the whole point of the show and this podcast like all that
3: I would have a tough time now and this is because of years of binging on Netflix now but like I would not be able to watch this show just week over week I think I would have to wait
2: yep because like all at once yeah
3: there's just there's no way I could well I used to I used to wait every week to watch it but it would be tough now
2: it's funny thinking back, because obviously we binge everything now. But it's funny thinking back. that like, these episodes are twenty two minutes long. They're, I know they're so short. So short. And things sometimes will just start to get going, and then it cuts you off. It's like I, I said, it's it's like a piece of candy or something. Like it satiates you for just a little bit, and you want more. But too much of it, and it's you start to feel sick.
3: <laughs> there was a time where. I would rent the seasons at a video. Yep. I, I rented the first couple seasons at a video store to watch them. And I would I think there would be like four episodes on one disc. Yep. So you yep. you would watch one disc Friday, go back Saturday, rent the other disc, oh or God. rent like three discs. Yep. Um, but they always had one day rentals. So <laughs> you had to do them one at a time.
2: That's crazy. I can't believe that business model failed. <laughs> I,
3: I I kind of like the analog, that analog yeah. style
2: though. Absolutely. I think I still have my DVD bot sets. Delayed
3: gratification.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. And now it's like, hey, like we threw together this recording session really, really short, and I was like, well, he can watch it on his HBO Max, and I did. We can talk in two hours. Yeah, yeah. that's what you did. Yeah, it was easy. So easy. Any quotes jump out at you from this week's episode?
3: I'd fuck Hamas before I fuck you again is my, yep. my favorite quote.
2: Yeah, it's good.
3: I, I actually like laughed out loud at that.
2: Brutal. She she says that on the heels of Klein goes, I can't do this meeting without my notes. He's on the phone with Ari and she goes, that's because you are a loser. You're not smart. You're not funny. And you can't fuck worth a shit. It's like, damn, dude, that is scorched earth, scorned ex-wife stuff. That's pretty brutal.
3: I could probably talk about like Aaron Sorkin for... A few hours just because I think there's a whole other issue with him and the West Wing and how like Democrats just latched onto the West Wing as like their their ideal. Yep. Uh what, what the what the party should look like. I think that just really, really fucked them in the 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 late. 2000 the way off.
2: wow this is a socio-political take combined with entertainment
3: yeah life is not the west wing
2: life is an entourage either and as and much as people yeah, want no. to pretend it is <laughs> <laughs> i know
3: entourage has like teased coming back before but it won't
2: i, I hate to break it to all the listeners who and I'm, in, I'm in some facebook groups reddit groups for this pod and Every day. Yeah. When will Doug bring it back? HBO is not backing up a Brinks truck full of money for a bunch of dudes in their 40s in LA. They want to make more dragons, more, Ugh. more like more. I know, dude, but like, but that's what makes money. And that's what's seen in 500 countries, you know, like nobody cares about what Vinny and the boys are up to. Yeah, they can,
3: um, they can play like Game of Thrones in China and uh, they'll they'll eat it up. But yep, anything with political views or... Um, controversial stuff isn't going to get played there. No,
2: it's, it's, it's a hundred percent true. I don't disagree with you. I just, I'm just being realistic. Whenever I see these posts, I just want to be like, guys, you're wasting your breath. I mean, everyone wants their favorite show to come back. Sure. And then when it comes back, is it going to be good? Like, is it going to be what it used to be? No,
3: no, probably not. We've seen that with sex in the city.
2: We've seen that with a lot of things. We saw it with the Sopranos movie. We see like name okay. one instance where oh yeah, it came. even like Will and Grace is back, and people don't like it that much. It's just yeah, it's all nostalgia. Okay,
3: you're right. Let <laughs> let uh, Entourage just fade into the distance.
2: It was uh, it was on for seven years plus a movie. That's like not that's like ten collective years in the public conscious. Really, you want to do more? People go, I just want more of the show. But there are a hundred episodes. Like just go start over you'll I, be fine i
3: i think i've mentioned this on your podcast before but um there was a a time like 4 years ago where i was i was violently unemployed and i was just watching everything i would wake up and just watch yeah. shit like i i went through all of ken burns's baseball and oh, and amazing um it's a great show but uh great documentary <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I hate baseball, but that documentary is fantastic. And eventually I got to Entourage and I just walked, rewatched it all the way through. And it was so easy and just like carefree. It was it was a great rewatch.
2: And I think so to to like bring this full circle, I think that's what people miss is like a lot of TV now is so so self-aware and yeah. needs to do so much more than just be funny or be entertaining it needs to make a statement about X, Y, or Z. It needs to make sure that it's got all of its politics and policies in the right places. And this is just a show about four assholes from New York, like fucking it up in Hollywood and it's funny. And there's, and you get to see a bunch of famous people come in and out and, and, and you know I've, I've said this before and I think something I wrote about the show, but like it's, a bunch of pretty people doing stuff you want to do, and that's why you watch it and why you enjoy it. A hundred percent. And that's why, honestly, this is why we're talking right now. That's why I have this podcast. That's why people listen to this and why people still want the show to be around. Okay, quotes. I've got one E and R. It's very, very early in the episode. Ari calls E at his new office and E goes, you know, I actually have to work nowadays. And Ari goes, "Huh, glad you can finally admit the last five years of your life were all a fantasy provided by me, which is 100% true. Like E's been working in quotes, you know, for the, fir- for the first five seasons of the show, but really he's just running around with Vince, like making sure he doesn't make stupid decisions.
3: Well, as I've gotten older, you know, in my early twenties, I, I would have said that E backed into this this role and he didn't really deserve it but he yep. like he figures it out and i think that's the story for for anyone in right. a job they just they meet someone and they get lucky and they figure it out while they're doing it
2: it's how the world goes around as well as e is a good audience avatar character cuz turtle and drama are caricatures drama is a really fully fleshed funny character but we don't see ourselves in Turtle and Drama. We are not. We don't see ourselves in Vinny or Ari. But everyone can kind of see themselves as like, what if my best friend got famous? Oh yeah. How would I handle that, and how would I try to navigate that with him?
3: Oh, one more thing, and I know this isn't part of the episode, but how do we funny. feel about um, Johnny Bananas,
2: Andrew Dice Clay in general? That whole plot—that was an attempt by Ellen and crew to resurrect his career because he got pretty famously canceled hardcore after. Being the being like Dane Cook levels of, of funny. Yeah. So they brought him onto this show to like give him that, you know. Really? You see it all the time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. He, had, he hadn't acted in like 11 or 12 years. So this was their attempt to bring him back. It is, season eight is way too much dice. And the Johnny Bananas thing, while in retrospect, could have really worked well because like animation's kind of where the money is and like with Netflix yeah. now. Like, in 2022, that plot really works. It's just too much. You're like, what I'm doing like... There's episodes with voiceover sessions and they're him and Dice are going to like quit the show. I'm like, this is ridiculous, man. This is, this doesn't work for me. I'm assuming you feel similar.
3: I I would agree with all of that. I kind of forgot about the Andrew Dice clay part, but um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I thought that whole thing was kind of lame.
2: Yeah. And it's like, you know, the last thing that we see drama do before the movie. And it's not one of drama's better subplots.
3: Yeah. That end shot. This isn't part of the episode either. The end shot with fake plastic trees is so good.
2: So that was last. That was last season when Ari gets offered the studio head job, and the Beautiful. boys are flying to Hawaii. They're in they're in an airplane full of models. It's one of one of the best needle drops in the show. At the end of this season, and I'm gonna get to it. It's Ian Sloan are flying off. They just got engaged, and drama, and vince are flying to italy to shoot ferrari and the needle drop is in my lifetime by jay-z and it is 100 a top five needle drop in the show it's like a very classic jay-z hip-hop song and it works so well yeah um, i they, can't wait to talk about it that's in a month
3: they they do good work with um the the rights to songs in this show
2: speaking of which and we haven't had a lot of good songs uh, in this season is did any songs jump out at you from the sweets episode
3: Honestly, I I didn't notice any. You didn't in the in the episode.
2: there, there isn't like a incredible. Oh, you know,
3: actually, yeah, the Nelly song.
2: Ei <laughs> Nelly, it's when E leaves Sloan curbside of the hotel, cutting to Ari and Aaron walking to jail. I don't know what it has to do with either of those scenes, but like at the time, it was a, a hit. It was a classic hit. Yeah, so it was. Song I was
3: um. I was finishing up the final touches on a tuna sandwich when that uh, dropped and I kind of did a yep. little shimmy.
2: It's like, reminds me of my eighth grade dance when I just learned how to grind with girls, you know, and it was, I was very awkward. Uh,
3: yeah. You got to wear compression shorts.
2: <laughs> Keep it all tucked in yep. and up, up and in. Yeah. Tuck it I in. Hear you. All right. Let's talk a little bit more about sorting I want to say a little bit about him, but I want I'd love to know what your Opinion was of his performance in this episode So obviously you mentioned earlier But as a writer, Sorton's recognized for his Trademark fast-paced dialogue And his extended monologues These are what are now termed Walk and talks, and I think having major, major influence on Entourage because Entourage became famous for its walk and talk scenes. Those are the some of the best lines of dialogue are the boys walking and giving each other shit. So in a way, it's an ode Sorkin's influence on this show. Yes, exactly. And having him on the show is a really nice wink and a nod. What did you think about him in general as his acting performance? And obviously, I think we both regard him pretty highly. I, I
3: thought it was good. Um, yeah. I honestly I could have used way more Sorkin. Same. Um, I'm sure he had like time constraints. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can be here for three hours today.
2: Yeah. We can do two setups. Yeah. We can do the jail and we can do the the conference room. We just needed way more of him. The way he's like sticks to his guns, he's like, I hate you, Ari. I'm not a fan of you, Babs. I like Andrew Klein. He says it like four times. And then they bring him to jail and he's like, I will sign with you, Andrew. By the way, I hate Ari. It's good. (laughs) It's like a nice. It's amazing how many uh, cameos in this show are like, I hate you, Ari Gold. I'm never working with you. And yet he's still somehow the most powerful agent in Hollywood. Like he's pissed off enough people, but it still somehow works. Uh, yeah.
3: Uh shout out to Beverly D'Angelo. My T- I, T- I grew up on Vegas Vacation. Yep. I would watch that like on every long car ride. So
2: she's is she naked in that one or is it the is it just vacation that she made?
3: she is not naked, but um she becomes a waniac, a Wayne Newton right. like That's super right. fan. And <laughs> even though no like the outfits are so over the top she still looks phenomenal
2: she's she's a rocket she not to spend this podcast commenting on a woman's looks but like ari has a line where he goes has the collagen seeped into your brain yeah that, that was a good like, line yeah it's it's good she, she's she's had some work done let's just say that she's been everyone made over but... everyone
3: has jeremy piven got uh hair plugs, hair plugs. Yeah. like a hundred percent
2: Kind of essential for that, that man to continue his career. He was he was pretty bald in Seinfeld. And even in like old school, he had a pretty bad comb over.
3: Very, very bald in Seinfeld.
2: Aaron Sorten, he's won an Academy Award, a BAFTA Award, five Primetime Emmy Awards, and three Golden Globes. Famously struggled with cocaine, marijuana, and alcohol abuse. Divorced twice, so it's funny. He says to, says to Andrew Klein, like, I, I know what it's like, you know? And that's why he kind of takes pity on him. But uh, a great, a great cameo in my opinion there's that's it's not a good it's not a bad it's just great
3: I yeah I, I agree I think um the line about him like getting a divorce to worked
2: there he is
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, come on where's Andrew Klein you know what he's feeling a little under the weather so he sent you yes but I hate you <laughs> Aaron come on it's been years I'm not over it is Andrew coming or not
3: I uh I'm confident that we can do everything for you here everything uh, better than anyone else Hello, in town. Aaron. Uh,
1: this is a waste of my time how are you Great, but I think you know I'm not a big fan of yours either, Barbara. <laughs> I think you'll find that whatever unhappiness you had in the past, we can change, yeah. and now make you happy. Look, I like Andrew Klein. I've been talking to him for a couple of months. He said he had the keys to my kingdom. He was gonna bring me ideas. I was gonna hear them. I was I'm confident that you... I can relay those ideas to you right really? really? I now. Mean, really? Gold, I'm in the middle of a meeting. Are you kidding it's me? It's okay. The meeting's over. I'm just flirting with her. This is an emergency. Andrew Klein is on the phone. Oh, good. Where is he? Uh, you can speak.
2: He's in jail. What was the best perk from this episode? Sometimes this isn't applicable, but whether it's, you know, SWAD, VIP access, just... I don't know, there's kind of only one thing to me. It's it's the security team, right?
3: Yeah. um, They don't really get any, like, cool free shit in this episode. I know. They usually do.
2: I know. Sorry. But, (laughs) But, like, round-the-clock bodyguard protection and a $100,000 security system, that's only something that, like... A Vinny Chase can afford, and, and B like they can get it a moment's notice. Like, it, that's not something that
3: it, it was a little much. They don't need all of this. Totally, and and we'll
2: we'll also get to that.
3: Just hired. Just hired Dom.
2: <laughs> Dom uh, Dom's back in prison at this point. He had a little bit of an OJ moment on the highway. Yeah. I know you haven't been watching. It's okay. I I, I keep track of these things. No, he
3: was he was obnoxious. I'm yeah. He he yeah. didn't need to be a, a regular on the show.
2: Our good friend Will DeFreeze joined me for that episode. We had a fun time making fun of Dom. Okay, we have a new category. It's called Keeper or Sleeper. Basically, the girl of the week. Do we want to keep her around or do we just want the boys to like sleep with her and, and she moves on? There is no like real like girl of the week, but we can talk about Brittany the Assistant, played by Kate Mara. Or we can talk about Sloane. And I just have to say... Sloan always looks great, but Sloan looks incredible in this episode. Yeah. It it is working for her. She's in like a red skirt and white top and lipstick. It's
3: Yeah, I think that was like a deliberate thing on her part to um entice E to, oh, yeah. to have a drink with him. And then he goes for, for Ashley, this um <laughs> this Michelle Trachtenberg wannabe.
2: Sloan has an awesome line. She's like, is it that girl from the party? she knows who it's about and she's like disgusted. She's like I've I can smoke that bitch essentially yeah
3: and I I think the odd like everyone knows that he's gonna get back with Sloan
2: yeah it's
3: it's a foregone conclusion um but that to bring it back that line that you said about um what does she say I need my
2: e-fix oh god yeah makes me cringe bad really bad bad stuff yeah and sloan's cool she's, she's she's a little hurt but she, she'll be fine like it, it's just and she's also like an accomplished you know she's like setting up some sort of pr event at this hotel she's got like some branded bubble water on the table it looks like she's like doing she's a fucking adult
3: it was probably voss water yeah yes if, if i had to guess um yeah, and does be. she even have a boyfriend or is that a lie
2: i know she's just trying to like she's just playing games with e and and, and honestly you and i both know this like it's not that you have to lie to either of these women. You just don't have to be like, I have a girl I kind of like, so I can't do this. Like, Dude, E, this is this is honest to a fault, man. Like, you don't need to overshare like
3: that. A part of me, I, I don't know if I wanted this to happen, but I, I always <laughs> thought it would happen in the back of my mind. Like, Vinny was going to end up hooking up with Sloan, and that would be the end of oh, this. Wow.
2: wow. That'd be the end of their friendship, is what it would be.
3: I Well, yeah, it would have been a lot, but yeah. um, that would have been an interesting diversion
2: early on in the like early on in the Sloan Ethan if like it comes out that Sloan had previously hooked up with Vince that would have made for an interesting episode like oh, watching yeah. them because that's a very go back to bros being bros that's a very male like a regular recurring male thing oh it turns out she made out with my sure. roommate can I still see her as you yeah know?
3: yeah definitely
2: it's, it's just an interesting light like, dynamic I love that idea
0: hey hello <laughs> Is everything okay? Yeah. All right, buddy. Let's go get that drink. You know what, Sloan? I don't feel like drinking. What do you feel like doing? I think I should go. Where? Hey, buddy, will you hold that car, please? You know, this was a a bad idea. I got to go. I'm sorry. E, what the fuck? Well, what's the point to this? The point to what? This. First you want to be friends, then you don't want to be friends. Now you want friendly cocktails. You don't know what you want. I don't want to fuck it up with a girl that I kind of like. I'm sorry e. about that, man. Sorry. E! I am doing the best I can. I do miss you. But I just need time. Look, you've had plenty of time, all right? And in that time, I found someone else. I don't want to mess it up, while you're trying to figure out what you want. Is it that girl?
4: The young one from the premiere?
0: She's 24.
4: So that's it?
2: Yeah, I guess it is. So every week we talk about how would this episode be different in twenty twenty two, just plot wise, not any cancel culture bullshit. Sure. I'll start. I'll start with one thing, and that's I said this last week, but the fact that they have this command center with like a fifty inch flat screen and cameras all over the house, and it like all apparently it all costs like hundred thousand dollars. That can now be accomplished with some ring cameras and an iPad. Not that expensive.
3: Well, yeah, if you want ring spying on you (laughs)
2: that's true actually yeah
3: they would be texting um yes Yes, a lot
2: of a lot of the miscommunication can be solved over text messages. ian sloan would be
3: texting um gary cole would have his notes like yeah on on his his phone phone.
2: yeah that's a great point that that wouldn't be an issue who would replace sorkin like who would who would they be trying to sign in today's
3: age good question
2: would it be like this is gonna sound stupid but, like, would it be, like, Jake Paul? Like, some crazy content guy who, like, has so much weight in the world now? Like, he's got a podcast and YouTube and he's got sponsorships. and. But, like, this is their white whale. They've been talking about Sorkin for, like, this entire season. So it, this is, like, a culmination of all of that.
3: Uh, so. I don't know if it would be Jake Paul. Sure, I'm just he's kind of He's kind of, like, damaged goods right now. Totally.
2: Me? I mean, he was when he did the video in the suicide forest a long time i could
3: see like like alex cooper maybe exactly
2: just like some world famous podcaster
3: yeah it would definitely be a podcaster now
2: (laughs) yes it would (laughs) or content creator
3: i'm kind of ashamed because i can't like off the top of my head i can't think of like a super famous screenwriter that had the pull of sorkin now
2: it, is it like Taika Waititi or the Russo brothers? Any of these guys who are doing who who brought it, who've been sucked into the Marvel machine, but started God. off as like indie darlings? Like Entourage would
3: probably be like about them trying to just get Marvel movies now.
2: I mean, they were ahead of the time. That's what they did with with the the Aquaman stuff.
3: Sick of that shit.
2: <laughs> we kind of talked about. So who wins? Who wins the Six Man Award this week? Like who comes on screen and just lights it up for her or his limited? minutes is it kate mara
3: (laughs) it's not kate mara i think it's uh gary cole's wife
2: yeah she was she was funny she's good yeah yeah i liked her she's been hysterical she's been hysterical the last two three episodes and like she does a good job of doing this horse voice thing where she's screaming it's clear she's been screaming a lot and that's a good acting choice in my opinion like it's yeah tough i i could have i could have
3: used more of her um more of sorkin and then more of um, the the head uh, security guy.
2: Oh yeah, more Aaron Cohen. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That he has a great line where they're like, "How much is all this gonna cost?" And he's like, "You have six hundred thousand dollars parked in the car, yeah, uh, parked in the driveway." Like, how much is your sell life one of you your worth?
3: free Bentleys? <laughs>
2: yeah, to sell turtles Maserati, or and his, you know,
3: do do one like Japanese whiskey commercial. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah to pay for all this like get off your asses quit getting high and playing video games and and protect yourselves that's a good award i i would say marlo and i mentioned that scene where everyone's screaming at each other and andrew klein drives the car through the front gate it's uh it's good it's it's a good scene
3: the the other thing is do we even think turtle would be smoking weed now in 2022
2: It's it's true yeah it's like
3: it's not cool anymore to smoke weed
2: He's probably, like, microdosing... Mushrooms. mushrooms. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
3: that's 100%. He's
2: super enlightened, right? He's like, Vinny, I've been thinking. And he has all these crazy ideas. And, like, he becomes the most productive of the whole crew.
3: Yep. That's exactly... God, everyone's loving uh, chocolate mushrooms now. Oh yeah,
2: uh, out here, dude, especially, and then just not decriminalized in Denver. It's it's nuts. We've talked about drama. We've talked not not a lot of dra- good like drama moments or Ari moments that stand out to me. Unless you've got anything, drama was barely in the episode. Bummer. He was he was a major piece of last week's episode where he goes to the studio and demands his job back. But uh, I
3: mean, it's it's all Ari is the kingmaker. I I don't think even if uh, Sorkin says no to Gary Cole that they're firing him.
2: I don't think so either. Like everyone kind of defers to Ari just him and Barbara are partners. There's a great scene where they can't locate Andrew Klein and Lizzie Grant, the agent who like slept with Andrew Klein, comes into Ari's office and is like, Sorton's here, and he's like, "All right, put him in the conference room. I'll be there in five minutes." And she's like, "Sorton hates you." And he goes, "Well, I hate you right now, <laughs> but I guess that's what we're, we're just gonna all have to pretend to did it did alone. Like he's like in his mind, he's like, "I'm gonna fucking do this. I'm gonna win this no matter what." He's here. He's a big fish. I'll figure it out. And then it goes terribly because he gets to the room, and Sorton's like, "No, I hate you." And Barbara, "I hate you too." Where's Andrew? I'm leaving. Like <laughs> as as a lot of episodes of Entourage end due to it all works out somehow. Perfect bow. Yeah, perfect bow. Like, apparently, Andrew Klein going to prison was the the push that Aaron Sorkin needed to sign with him. I might have to just finish the the season out tonight. This is what this is what happens. I put I stick the needle in, and then it just it continues. This the rest of the season is pretty good.
1: Andrew, Andrew, Aaron Sorkin's here. Put him in the conference room.
3: Andrew's not here yet.
1: I'll be in in five.
3: Sorkin hates your guts.
1: And I hate yours. But right now, we're all going to have to find a way to get along.
2: Here's a question for you. I forgot to ask this earlier. When we're thinking about this scene, you know, Andrew Klein wakes up on Ari's couch. You're newly married. I've been married for a couple years. I think in 2022, there's no way my wife could lock me out of any of my money. Because that's not how it works. Like, I get paid by my company. No. My paycheck comes to me, and like it would be a matter of like just going to my finance department, being like, "Hey, can you actually just like not deposit that check in my joint account with my wife, and you deposit in this other account so I have yeah, access?" Yeah, so to we it? have a joint account, and then I have my exactly.
3: Yeah, no, that's not. That's not it.
2: It, it. Like this is like the third episode where he's like, I have no money, she's locked me out of my accounts. Like, well, if it's your money and your name's on like it's Unless, you just have access to
3: it. Yeah. Even if she like lawyered up for divorce proceedings, it would take years
2: or several months. Yes. And I'm haven't, I've never been divorced before, so anyone who's listening, <laughs> please chime in. Like, is that something that just happens immediately? Like, Andrew Klein is still a working employee of Miller Gold and getting paid every week, so how is his wife suddenly, like, able to control all of it? Unless he basically, like, signs it all over to her, and I
1: don't fucking know. How long has he been like this? He hasn't moved in the 20 minutes I've been here. Jesus Christ. Is Barbara here? It's before noon, Ari. She's not here yet. I mean, Mr. Gold. It's, it's before noon. Vanish! Yes, sir. Wake up! <sighs> what time is it? It's time for you to wake up and tell me why you think this is a Holiday Inn.
4: God. I didn't sleep last night at all. I'm in a daze. So I'm, I'm sorry I'm in your office, but my couch sucks. Are you on drugs?
1: Drugs? Coke, dust, smash! Sorry, no! No, I took a sleeping pill. Or maybe two. Why don't you take it at home? I don't have a home anymore, officially. Why, what'd you do now? It wasn't me. It was my wife. I spoke to her. She forgave you. No! She can't forgive me. She won't. She told me I can't live there. Well, you can't live here. This all happened late last night. I was going to go to your house, but I thought this would be better. A hotel would have been better. I don't have any money. I told you, she controls all of it. She turned off all of my credit. I had my company cards, but I thought uh, I didn't want to use it for personal expenses. Good thinking. I, mean, I, I set my Barry alarm
4: for 5.30. I, I didn't expect to. sleep. How work. are
1: you going to handle Sorkin today?
4: same way that I have been handling him. I'm fine, Ari. Aaron Sorkin will be signed, sealed, and delivered to this agency
1: today if I have to finance every future project of his myself. With what money? i am prepared for this. I just need to wake up.
4: And change. Yes. And change.
2: Last, last two questions, Duda. Who besides Vince won this week's episode of Entourage? I think E won the episode. Interesting. Yeah, I... Yeah, he gets laid at the end. Well, he gets
3: laid at the end, but he also like shows some some willpower and not just going right back to Sloan. Um, yeah, he stands up I, for himself, which I think we all thought was going to happen. Yeah, I thought like she gonna, says,
2: "Let's get a drink," and he comes running. And yeah, he I thought he was going to
3: go get a drink with her and then maybe just rekindle the
2: relationship.
3: So yep. um, credit credit to Eve for that. for that.
2: After all the Eastlander, you, you're giving it to him. Yeah, I, I feel a little bad. I was um I was going in on him a little bit. It's all good. He's a fictional character in a TV show that stopped airing <laughs> 10 years ago. I, I'll say it's Andrew Klein. He's had a real tough run of cards this season and the fact that he finally signed Sorkin. So I think, if I'm correct, we don't see Andrew Klein pretty much anymore in this show. I think he goes to like rehab after this. This was like his crowning achievement. Yeah. He signs Sorkin and then it just becomes... You know, in the past, and they move on from this, which is a bummer. A yeah,
3: I, this happens in
2: a lot of shows, though. They kind of just phase people out. And he's been around for two seasons now, so it's it's fine. It, I'm, not, I'm not sad to see him go, if anything... The him spiraling in his marriage and the Lizzie Grant and his wife stuff. it kind of reached its natural conclusion. For sure. You can't go much higher than him driving his fucking car through his house. You know what I mean? <laughs> what if he, can you imagine if he murdered his wife? <laughs> it was all of a sudden like a, <laughs> his, Ari's that to let go to court. <laughs> he ruined that beautiful Cadillac too. Oh dude. And that beautiful house. Yeah. Was this an A-list, B-list, or D-list episode of Entourage and we can do pluses and minuses? I'm gonna say it's a, a
3: solid B yeah it wasn't it wasn't great it wasn't bad um I I'm going middle of the road here just because the Aaron Sorkin
2: factor exactly um but I I can't give it an A I agree the only thing that's like memorable about this episode is Aaron Sorkin, and I guess Andrew Klein. You know, going to jail and that whole plot, but like you're never like, oh, that great entourage episode where the guys did a security team. Or like, oh, that great entourage episode where E stands up to Sloan in the hotel parking lot. It's just not super memorable. I would go B minus for that reason, but knowing what lies ahead and how bad things do get, yeah, still still up there, still a B. I'm still happy that it's I'm still happy with it. And, no, you know. I,
3: I I enjoy um doing these like random random episodes with you too i feel like there's a lot of room to to go off tangent which fun. is fun that's what like we uh, have yeah absolutely. yeah which it's is, always
2: it's always a pleasure to have you on man which and, is what uh, i like to do we have 16 episodes left nobody i'm not keeping count though but I, I have 16 more of these so maybe maybe towards the end maybe a johnny bananas episode yeah like vince on cocaine let on me episodes. know
3: man i'm 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 open
2: where, where can people follow you find you etc
3: i i'm locked down on on yeah. uh social media right now so he's locked
2: he's not he's 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 on he's doing his own thing yeah i, I don't
3: day. i don't know if i'll get back into the content game but i will definitely uh i'll i'll let you know if it happens when you'll see it whenever you're
2: ready yeah, Duda, yeah. we're here we're ready for you so thank you for joining
3: yeah no problem man it was a
2: pleasure talk to you soon All right.